Welcome to season two of the Be Good to Your Money podcast. I want to say a special thank you for listening and sharing the podcast. We posted 29 episodes over the first season. It is our goal to increase that number because finances are changing at an alarming rate. So if you haven't subscribed, please do me a favor and subscribe to the podcast on your favorite podcast channel, such as Apple, Google Play, Stitcher, Pandora, Samsung, and iHeartRadio. Previews of the podcast are available on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter, which is now known as X. Again, thank you for taking this journey with me. And remember, if you be good to your money, your money will be good to you. Welcome to the Be Good to Your Money podcast. I am your host, Dr. Lisa, and thank you for joining me on episode one and taking this journey with me. Today, we're going to talk about five ways to build a savings. In order to start this, start this journey, you need to have finances. But before we get into the topic, I would like to introduce myself to the world. Many of you know me from uh, my years on the radio, on an iHeart radio station. Some of you also know me from traveling across the country, giving financial seminars. For those who don't know me, I just want to let you know where this journey begins. Um, it began when I was in college, and like a lot of people in college, we were offered credit cards. And so uh, I took those credit cards, and when I graduated from college, I graduated with a college degree in 15 maxed out credit cards. Now, I will go more in depth into the story in a later episode, but I just want you to know this is where I started out with 15 maxed out credit cards and no idea of what to do. Didn't even understand that there was such a thing as bankruptcy. So um, this is how my journey began. And like I said, you will hear more about this in upcoming episodes. And once again, thank you for joining me on episode number one. Okay, let's get started with our topic, five ways to build a savings. Um, when I started part of my journey here to financial recovery, I had to uh, learn that I, I that I needed money in the bank. I needed finances. Uh, both of my parents died when I was a teenager, so I had no one to guide me financially. So everything I did was on my own, on my youthful thinking. Um, and my lack of knowledge and my lack of experience. So um, once I decided to pull myself back from this uh, mess that I had gotten myself into, the first thing that I learned is that I needed to have some money for reserve because I had maxed out those credit cards and I could no longer use them. And even if I paid one off, I still didn't want to get myself back in debt. So the first thing I had to do was start a savings account. 
and I started it with step number one. I had to set a goal. Back then, it was $25 a month. For some people today, because there was also a recession back when I was in college, so for some people today, $25 might be all that you can do. But I started, the main thing that you have to do with this, when you set this goal, be consistent with it. Okay, let's talk about how I set the goal. I determined that I would do $25 a month. And believe me, that was a stretch. Do not set a goal for an amount that you know that you will struggle to obtain because what will happen when you struggle to obtain the goal? You will get discouraged and you will stop. But this was a uh, struggle that in a goal that I could push for. It was not a goal that was really a struggle. Uh, so at the time I set a goal, $25 a month. So when you set your goal, determine how much you're going to do, give yourself a target date or target time, and once again, be realistic and determine where you're going to place this money. Uh, having it at home and the envelope uh, system, that's good, but if you know right now that you have a problem with holding on to money, having that money in your house with uh, quick access to it will not work for you. And we'll talk about some of the psychological, when you're in debt and having financial problems, there's a lot of psychological things behind it. And I had to discover my own psychological problems behind it. And we will go into that in another episode. Um, but, uh, find, determine how much you're going to do a target date to reach your goal. If let's say you decided that you want to go on vacation and it's going to cost you a thousand dollars and you need this money in six months. So set that goal. My date at that time was once a month because I had to train myself to save because I had never done this before and I saved $25 every month and the thing was that broke my spirit on all of this was that when I finally saved $500 I was so proud of myself and I just want to remind this was when I was in my 20s I was so proud of myself that I had saved this amount I had never uh, save that much money before $500 and then I was devastated and about two weeks after I saved this money that I found out that I needed new tires for my car and the tires were going to cost me the entire $500 almost and I went home I was upset I was like man I you know I just reached this goal and now it's gone but then once I had the opportunity to calm myself down and say, wait a minute, at least you have the money, the, the cash money to do it. And you don't have to use a credit card. You have accomplished a milestone. So then that's when I started to feel a lot better about the whole situation when I realized for the first time 
in a long time. I'm paying for something and I'm paying cash for it and I'm not using a credit card because you understand that if you have an emergency like I did and needed tires and if the emergency is $400 and if you're putting it on a credit card and you don't have the money to pay it off at the end of the month, now this emergency is starting to cost you more and more money in interest. So set your goal, uh, set your target date, or say you're going to save a certain amount of money every month. And once again, be realistic about it. Now, where be clear about where you're going to put this money. I would suggest a bank account as opposed to an envelope system in your home. Now, they didn't have this at the time that I was going through my financial quest Um but what they do have now are online banks. I love them. I love the online banks. I've been using one now, say, about 25 years. I've had absolutely no problems. I've never had to call customer service. I've never had to question anything that they've done. And if and I think the online bank is a great thing, especially if you are trying to turn your finances around and you know and you know for sure that you have a problem handling money. And here's the reason why, because a lot of us will buy things and without thinking about it. And we will go out and we will pay the highest price for it. We, you know, we just make a totally bad decisions when an emergency comes up because we, we are walking in fear. And so the thing about an online bank is that you can't get the money right away. And people are saying, oh, my God, you know, why would I want to do an online bank and I can't get my money right away. I need to, you know, I need to have my money now. I need to have it right away. And that same kind of panic talk and panic thinking is when we go out there and we make bad financial decisions. Now, what you have to do with the online bank is you have to, it will be attached to a bank account that's in a brick and mortar location, um, such as Wells Fargo, Chase Bank, or Bank of America, your credit union, whoever you have your account with. And you have to go online and you have to ask for, for that money to be transferred back to this account. And it might take a couple of days to do that which also gives you time to calm down and to think about your situation. And if you really, really needed it right now with the fact that you have money in the bank, there is most likely a family member will say, hey, you know what, um, go ahead, get the um, air conditioner or whatever this major thing is you need right now, get it, and when your money transfer, pay me back. But I like it because it gives you time to think about your decisions before you just grab the money and go and look back a month or two later and say, oh, I regret that decision or I regret that purchase. And they are plus the other thing with the online bank is that because they are not brick and mortar, they pay like three times, some cases four times the amount of interest that a regular savings account pays. So while you're accumulating 
your money there, you would be making more money than you would be making if you had a, a, a bank or a credit union that you could walk up to and get your money right away. But I love the online banks. Um, like I said, I've been dealing with them for 25 plus years, never had a problem. Um, and they have some of them, if you check them out now, um, they might have an offer where they are giving you cash money to open a savings account. I know a lot of major banks now. Uh, I think I got an advertisement in the mail maybe a month or so ago from Chase Bank offering $500 if you open up an account. I don't remember if it was checking or savings. But if you have an offer like that and you can meet their qualifications, that would be a great thing to start out because at least you'll start out with $500 plus whatever amount you had planned to start with. But open a savings account and get started because your dreams, your uh, life is waiting on you to get started, to live it, to experience it. Number two, avoid unnecessary credit card purchases. And how is this helping to be uh, build a savings account? Because if you keep charging stuff on your credit card and the credit card amount balance keep going up, which means also the monthly payment is going up, then that means that you are cutting from your savings and you want to avoid those unnecessary purchases and I mean because a lot of times we buy things and we tell ourselves that we need them now when we really don't need them now I would say an uh an, a necessary purchase for a credit card is for an absolute emergency and part of this is get yourself out of debt with the credit card and um, just to give you another little story on that incident, like I said, when I started on this financial journey, I started with 15 maxed out credit cards, a college degree, and not a dime in the bank. And so what I started doing, the reason why I was putting $25 in the savings account, I was also putting $25 on this credit card bill. And we'll talk about that in another episode. So, um... You know, if you have any comments about this, you have any, you've gone through the same thing or any questions, please feel free to, um, you know, put the comments in. But we'll talk, we'll, I'll break this down more uh, in another episode. I might even decide to do one live where we can, where I can put a chart up and show you exactly what I did. But you have to get rid of this credit card debt. And so that you can start saving more because at that time my saving was $25 but as I paid off a credit card I increased the savings amount now if you continue to create credit card debt then eventually you're going to start taking money from your savings goal and start putting it on your credit card and so stick to emergencies with your credit cards and pay them off as soon as possible 
before we go on to the next point, I just want to let you know that I have a free offer for you. I've written an ebook entitled The Future of Money. As we know, money is changing on a day-to-day basis. Uh, at one point, we were just living with a checking, savings account, and a credit card. Now we have added cryptocurrency, uh, NFTs, uh, a lot of more things have changed financially. And uh, this book is entitled The Future of Money. So feel free to go to my website, Lisa Fry, F R Y E. Dot com. That's Lisa Fry, F-R-Y-E dot com. And uh, download, uh, it will be sent to you in an email, my uh, new uh, free ebook, The Future of Money. Okay, number three, uh, automate your savings plan. If you know that you uh will have a hard time doing and the easiest way to do it anyway is just to automate it have where you and banks would love to do this for you because they know they have money coming in but have it set up with whatever your goal is whatever the amount is if it's the 25 dollars, have it set up where the 25 dollar automatically goes into this account this way you don't have to trust yourself which, like I said, we're going to get into the psychological things behind being in debt and not have savings. That way you don't have to trust yourself to do it. Set, set your savings plan up on an automatic plan with your um, bank or whatever. Now, going, I'm just thinking here with the online bank. I've never done that with them, so I don't know if they would do that, but at least... You can have it set up where it comes out of your account from the aunt from the brick and mortar bank automatically going into your savings. Uh, so I don't know if you can do it directly from um, your paycheck, but I know you can do it from a another bank account or the account that's attached to the online bank. But automate your savings plan. And number four, make cutbacks on spending to ready yourself for your goal to help you reach your goals cut back on your spending many of us and i have to raise my hand too we will spend things spend money on things we really don't need and that's a psychological thing too uh, I recently, you know, I'm still in the learning stage. I'm still in kindergarten on all of this. And I'm sharing with you things that I do, did back then and still do now. I uh, was in a situation where I was just completely bored. And for years, I just went shopping, 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 looking for, call myself, telling myself I'm buying deals. And the next thing I know, I ran out of closet space. I ran out of space for my shoes and I finally said, you know, when, and it did not dawn on me till I was putting up some shoes and the, uh, about 20 boxes fell over cause I keep my shoes in boxes and about 20 boxes fell over. One hit me on the head and I guess it hit me on the head to say, Hey, there's a problem here. And so what I had to do was to get with myself and say, Hey, there is a problem here. 
And so I had to stop spending the money. And I realized I was just doing it simply because I was bored. And what was there to do? Go to the mall. Go, uh, and I'm not a good online shopper. Thank God for that. I am not, uh, online shopping has not uh, resonated with me. And I'm so glad because that is so easy to do so easy for you to pick up something online that you you don't need and have it sent to you and most of us when it comes time to sending it back was like oh, I don't feel like going over here to uh, wherever I need to do to return it I'm spending more money in gas just to go over there to return it so you keep this stuff and so anyway Stop buying things. Cut back on your spending. And like I said, another episode is coming up where I talk about how I buy the grocery, how I buy different things, buy cars, everything. But uh, I want you to experience this journey with me. And the last one, number five, which I mentioned earlier, be consistent. Be consistent. Whatever the amount is, if you find yourself with an amount that's not working for you, that you might have to reduce because, you know, a lot of us uh, don't like to sit down with pen and paper and come up with a number that's realistic. So um, we come up with an amount that's unrealistic. And so if you see where you're struggling, and I'm just using the $25 because that's what I did. But if I did the $25 and at the time of the month that I said I was going to put the money in the account, if I was struggling to come up with the $25, then I would stop and say to myself, okay, so how much do I really have? Do I have 15? Okay, well, maybe I need to change my goal to 15 and do it every month. So if you are struggling to be consistent with the amount that you are saying, then you need to change that amount. You might need to lower. You might even find out that, hey, at the end of the month, I can really do 40 instead of 25. So up the amount because the faster you get to your goal, the better it will be and the faster you will start to enjoy your life. Again, I am your host of the Be Good to Your Money podcast, Dr. Lisa. Uh, my best-selling book, Be Good to Your Money, is available anywhere books are sold, uh, Amazon, and it's also available on my website at lisafryefrye.com. If you buy the book from my website, I will uh, promise to, to send you an autographed copy. Thanks for uh, sharing your time with me for episode one. And please come back for episode, episode two. I have a lot to do on this journey. Thank you. Be consistent. Whatever the amount is, if you find yourself with an amount that's not working for you, that you might have to reduce because, you know, a lot of us uh, don't like to sit down with pen and paper and come up with a number that's realistic. So um, we come up with an amount that's unrealistic and so if you see where you're struggling and I'm just using the $25 because that's what I did but if I did the $25 and at the time of the month that I said I was going to put the money in the account if I was struggling to come up with the $25 then I would stop and say to myself okay so how much do I really have 
Do I have 15? Okay, well, maybe I need to change my goal to 15 and do it every month. So if you are struggling to be consistent with the amount that you are saying, then you need to change that amount. You might need to lower. You might even find out that, hey, at the end of the month, I can really do 40 instead of 25. So up the amount because the faster you get to your goal, the better it will be and the faster you will start to enjoy your life. Again, I am your host of the Be Good to Your Money podcast, Dr. Lisa. Uh, my best-selling book, Be Good to Your Money, is available anywhere books are sold, uh, Amazon, and it's also available on my website at lisafryefrye.com. If you buy the book from my website, I will uh, promise to, to send you an autographed copy. Thanks for uh, sharing your time with me for episode one. And please come back for episode, episode two. I have a lot to do on this journey. Thank you.